This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's head to the phone lines right now and head to Buffalo and be joined by Jeremy White of WGR Out East. Jeremy, how you doing today, my man? I'm good, Karen. I'll tell you who does want to play the Chiefs. Bills fans. I was going to ask you, Jeremy, before we get to very serious things, who do you think Bills fans hate more, Patrick Mahomes or, or Nick Wright? Yeah, definitely Nick Wright. Definitely Nick Wright. The Bills fans haven't really hated Patrick Mahomes. If anything, it got a little bit frostier this last time they played when the uh, Kadarius Tony offside call went. Bills fans have, I think, for the most part, really respected and admired the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But their complaints to the officials and about officials afterward and Mahomes bringing it up at the handshake at midfield with Josh Allen, like that, that's the first time it really got a little salty around here about Mahomes and Reed. Yeah, I would say that Kansas City's rivalry with Cincinnati feels a lot more hated. Like Kansas City, just like the players, the team, the city, they do not like the Bengals. The whole Burrowhead thing last year, Jamar Chase, Legereus Sneed, like there is a hated rivalry there. It does feel a lot more friendly and respectful between Kansas City and Buffalo. I would agree. And, you know, it wouldn't be so bad if there was a little bit of trash talk. You know, Josh and, 
and Patrick Mahomes talking like how they're friends. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know what? L- let's just dial this up a little bit. Let's get a little more juice into it. But uh, the game, I'm sure, will have enough on its own. Right now, we're joined by Jeremy White of WGR in Buffalo, getting the Buffalo perspective on this game. You mentioned Bills fans and that they want to play the Chiefs. Kinda, can you give us context for how big of a game this is in Buffalo? Because for the last five years, it feels like every time Buffalo comes to Kansas City, and I'm sure at some point you have said on your show, hey, what would happen if the if the Chiefs have to come to us, if the Bills are the home team in this game? Well, you get your wish on Sunday. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are traveling to Orchard Park. How big is this for Bills fans that they get this opportunity? It's huge. I mean, it's just about playing a team that, you know, has knocked the Bills out of the playoffs twice. And it's not that anybody up here thinks Patrick Mahomes won't be able to operate on the road, but we kind of feel like we at least have earned the right to see it one time. So to finally get that here, it, it, to me, is a game that's two years in the making. From the 13 seconds collapse, a game that Bills fans feel like they should have rightly won uh, in regulation, never mind the coin toss of overtime, which changed the rules, should this one go to overtime. So that game, 13 seconds, that lives in Bills fans' memory like any fan base holds the year, the one that got away. You'll hold on to it for a decade. And it's always been about getting that undone. After 13 seconds, the Bills signed Von Miller. And one of the reasons they signed Von Miller was to be better and finishing off quarterbacks, finishing off plays, getting to – Patrick Mahomes and Vaughn was doing that great at the start of year one. Then he got hurt. And last year they were gunning for the one seed right up until the DeMar Hamlin incident in Cincinnati, the bills year long pursuit of the one seed kind of went away that night because that game got scrapped and Kansas city got the one seed. So, you know, like it, it feels like we've been building to this moment where the bills know we have to beat Patrick Mahomes in the postseason to ever really register a punch that matters. And after losing in 13 seconds, missing the one seed last year, kind of on a fluke. And then this year, okay, fine, rally, get in, get the two seed. At least we get Mahomes here. So I just think Bills fans are very much ready for the challenge and ready to welcome these Chiefs to Orchard Park with fans. Right now, we're joined by Jeremy White of WGR taking a closer look at Sunday's game between the Chiefs and the Bills. Jeremy, can you update us on all of the injuries? Because looking at that wild card game against Pittsburgh, I mean, it seems like there were four or five injuries that popped up for Buffalo. Where do we currently sit? Who do you think is in? Who do you think is out for Sunday? Well, going into the Pittsburgh game, there were two players missing that were just injured the week before. That's number one corner, Rasul Douglas. He looks like he'll be good to go. Uh, he said he was good to go for Pittsburgh, but they held him out. And linebacker Tyrell Dodson, also hurt in the last week of the regular season, he set out that game too. So the Bills are getting two back, we think. On the guys that missed, Aaron Johnson, uh, second-team All-Pro slot corner, he's in concussion protocol. It's unfortunately his fifth concussion, I think. But every time he's had a concussion, he has cleared protocol and gotten back to work the next week. So Aaron Johnson, I think, will play. Uh, the rest of the players, Gabe Davis missed. I don't know about him. Might be a multi-week injury. Terrell Bernard, linebacker that's been a really nice piece for the Bills, kind of growing into that role this year. He was carted off the field, and they have not ruled him out because he x-rays were negative. So it might be some sort of ankle sprain that keeps him up for a week or two. They're remaining optimistic he might be able to go. Uh, Taylor Rapp got injured in the Miami game as well. So like it's, it's not perfect for the Bills, but it's a little better than it looked at the end of the Pittsburgh game that two come back, 
Taron Johnson should be fine. And maybe one more bonus guy along the way could make a difference. Jeremy, which of those injuries are most important for Buffalo? Terrell Bernard probably is most important for Buffalo. I say that thinking that Taron Johnson will be back. If Taron Johnson's back, then that's great. Then the biggest, the biggest X factor to miss is Terrell Bernard. The middle of the Bills defense, they let Tremaine Edmonds walk this year. And then all-pro Matt Milano got hurt early in the season. He's missed most of the year. And they tried to scramble to find answers, and Terrell Bernard became one of those answers. They, he's really had a nice season his first time getting starter reps to the point where he's gone from just a guy they picked in the third round to a really important piece of their defense. They use him to get after the quarterback quite a bit. He spies. He goes on delay blitzes. He can cover. So I think Terrell Bernard is the biggest weakness because you drop from him to perhaps A.J. Klein, who was considering retirement, and they just signed off the street because he knows their system, and he's going to try one more one more time to kind of get after it. Right now, we're talking to Jeremy White of WGR in Buffalo, taking a closer look at Sunday's opponent for the Kansas City Chiefs. Jeremy, it might sound very simple, but for me, the biggest talking point for this game is turnover differential. You and I have talked about the turnovers from Josh Allen, whether it be fumbles or interceptions. The Chiefs haven't lost a game this season in which Patrick Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception. Of all the things we can talk about, Gabriel Davis or Diggs or Travis Kelsey or Rasheed Rice, this game to me really comes down to which quarterback can protect the football and whichever one protects the ball, that's the team that's going to win. Yeah, it might be. I mean, Josh Allen is good for a turnover here or there. Like, he's lead the league since he jumped into the league in turnovers. You know, I was looking at this, you know, the turnover differential for the Chiefs has, has not been good this year, if I'm not mistaken. But that's because the Chiefs defense is really good despite not forcing them. Is that right? Because, to me, forcing punts, I mean, it, this goes back to that divisional game that was at Arrowhead two years ago, where a punt was a victory. And these two quarterbacks, if they're in their superhuman mode, I don't need an interception. If Bills force six punts in this game, I'll take that over, you know, two punts and one pick. So it's about failed drives. And that's one of the things about Josh Allen. Like he'll, he'll turn the ball over, but more often than not, it's down the field. He has the deepest depth of turnover in the NFL. He throws down the field on a third and long, or he throws down the field on a fourth and whatever. So, you know, whether it's an arm punt, it's a phrase that we've used around here a little bit. There are the careless Josh turnovers. And then they're the ones where it's like, all right, well, whatever. He threw it 38 yards down the field on third down. It got picked off. I'm not going to really worry about it too much. So uh, Josh playing smart and not making the big, big mental mistakes, we can live with the turnover here or there. We, we've, we've come to totally accept it because it's the only way he knows how to play. Yeah, looking at the numbers for Kansas City, they had 17 takeaways this year and 28 giveaways. They were minus 11 in the turnover differential. You guys were certainly in a much different position. You guys were plus two in the turnover differential. You had 30 takeaways and 28 giveaways. You're right. Like, turning the ball over has just been part of the formula for Buffalo. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. What has changed offensively since they fired their offensive coordinator? I mean, there was a time there where you and I were talking about it where it looked unlikely if Buffalo was going going to make the postseason and they were going to have to win out well they did win out they then win their wild card game that's how they find themselves here what changed offensively for buffalo midseason well they started running the ball more james cook got a lot more touches and started to really pop he had a big role in the win at kansas city he was a star of the league in their win over dallas so they've been they've been running the ball the other thing that's odd that changed is Instead of the offense running through Stephon Diggs, it runs through a lot of other pieces. That's James Cook, Khalil Shakir, second-year receiver, who's really started to pop for this offense. Rookie Dalton Kincaid, 
Dawson Knox is back. It, it's kind of been a little more balanced in that way. But the biggest thing that changed for this offense is, if I can make a golf analogy, like pro golfers have caddies. And the caddies are the guys in their ear talking to them about this or that. And I just think that Josh Allen needed a different caddy. It was very clear in the first half of the season, once we hit about October and, and November, that his head was just not in the right place. Too many things going on. Too many swing thoughts, if I could use another golf analogy there. Like, don't turn the ball over. Don't take hits. We want you to slide. Play the right play. Be smart. It, there's said, the opener where he threw three picks against the Jets. You go on the sideline. There's his head coach pointing to his head saying, be smart. Play smart. And I think they've kind of gotten him out of that space and more into, a, hey, you know, do whatever you're going to do. If that's run for 52 yards, fine. Sean McDermott told the story this week that when Allen took off like that, Joe Brady was yelling in the heads at the offensive coordinator, get down, get down, get down. And then when he broke through, it was go, go, go. So they always have this relationship with Allen, trying to harness him, protect him from himself, be smart. And I think what's happened to the offense in the change is they've kind of loosened up a bit on that and just let him be himself. And that has returned. That investment has returned in Allen playing much more like himself. I'll get you out of here with this, Jeremy, and appreciate the time. Give me your Chiefs win if, Bills win if scenario. Oh, Bills win if their offense is where it has been the last know, month or two. Against Miami, they were really, really sharp, and they only won by seven. They turned the ball over twice in the end zone. You know, The offense is where it is. They should be fine. The Chiefs win if, you know, Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes things. Bills, Bills fans have seen it an awful lot. Um, this game is everything we want up here and also simultaneously terrifying because, you know, to go to an off season with a loss like this, it would be a third straight year of hitting their head against the divisional playoffs. So the divisional round. So, um, Chiefs win if the quarterback is better bills win. If I'll go to bills win, if they can run the ball, cause they're going to want to, they're going to try to, they're going to want to. And if they get, if they get success there, then they should have the balance that they probably will need. That is Jeremy White of WGR joining us on the show today to give us the Buffalo Bills perspective. Jeremy, I think I speak for everybody, man. I can't wait for this game. This has been a long time coming, Kansas City going to Buffalo, and this time they get to play the villains in your building. I'm really excited for this game. Appreciate you, Jeremy. Thanks very much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.